0: And thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to The Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of stoicism, break it down to its most important points, I do my best to explain how we can live this in our daily lives. I share my successes, I share my failures, and hopefully you'll be able to learn something from it, all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called Find Your Why. Marcus Aurelius said, So, you were born to feel nice, instead of doing things and experiencing them? Don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants and spiders and bees going about their individual tasks, putting the world in order as best they can? And you're not willing to do your job as a human being? Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? Does your work suck? Is your boss a micromanager worthy of the office? Maybe your coworkers are shallow and spend their time working on the perfect selfie for Instagram. Maybe it's too boring or maybe it's too challenging. Today we're going to talk about something that takes up the bulk of our lives and how we can make it better. One of the toughest things in life is to work at a job that we don't like. And there are plenty of factors that can lead to job satisfaction or dissatisfaction. And many of them are outside of our control. But there are some that are within our control. And those are the most important ones because they're the ones that can lead to true job satisfaction. And in doing this and in controlling these things, you may be able to find your life's purpose as well. The other day I was listening to an audiobook called Own Your Day by Aubrey Marcus. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes for that. It's a really great book that's about getting yourself into shape both physically and mentally so that you can own your day. And there was a chapter I was listening to the other day when I was on a walk that was all about how to love the work that you do. And he used a term which really resonated with me. He said we need to learn to love the grind. Now, when you love the grind, you find pleasure in every aspect of what you're doing, even if it's tedious, uncomfortable, or even painful. You understand that this is what you signed up for. Now, learning to love the grind is also about appreciating every aspect of your job, even the parts that aren't fun. And this means that you can figure out a way to enjoy even the boring parts of your job. And I mean it just like that you can take it on as a challenge to make the boring parts not so boring. Learning to love the grind is also about facing the challenging parts head-on and about not fearing the challenge but thriving on it. People often complain about the hard parts of a job. But you have to remember that the challenging parts are the most interesting parts. And that's where you hone your skills and where you learn to master your body and your mind. And any job that doesn't challenge you and doesn't help you grow to me is really not worth doing because if you're not growing then you're kind of wasting your time now that doesn't mean you have to be running at peak performance every second of the day there are aspects to every job that are boring and that's expected and nothing is going to be a thrill a minute and honestly if it were you'd burn out way too fast learning to love the grind is about learning to love the process and love doing the work and not being too focused on the outcome i mean Yes, you need to keep an eye on your goals so that you know that the work you're doing is taking you towards where you want to be and that you're taking the right steps to achieve your outcome. But don't get too fixed on it because life throws you curveballs and no outcome is guaranteed. You can control your part in the process, but you can't control that it will end up exactly the way you want. It will be what it's going to be. Find your why. Those who have a why to live can bear almost anyhow, Viktor Frankl. Everything, a horse, a vine, is created for some duty. For what task then were you created? A man's true delight is to do the things that he was made for. Marcus Aurelius. When it comes to jobs, I think there are really two kinds of jobs. And Aubrey Marcus talks about this in his book. There are the ones that you do because you believe in the purpose and the mission, and it aligns with your purpose. And then there are those jobs that are just a means to an end, so that maybe we can pursue our purpose outside of work. Either way, to be successful and to enjoy your work, you must figure out your why. Now, when people talk about following your bliss or your passion and doing what you love, they're not wrong. But like always, it's never as simple as that. What they're really saying is that you need to find that inner lodestar. You need to find that fire that gets you up and moving. And not to look for things outside of yourself. You need to figure out the why and not the what. People get stuck on trying to figure out what the perfect job would be, and then they figure once they know that, they'll be blissfully happy. And you know what? It doesn't work that way. Every job, no matter how awesome or glamorous it looks, has its, its shitty aspects. You want to be a rock star? There's a lot of work involved in being a rock star. There's lots of practice, there's lots of touring, there's lots of rejection and disappointment. You can't have the glory without the slog. Now, there are times in our lives where we may work at a job that is not something that we love or even like, but it can still feed our why. For example, my oldest kid just got a job at a bakery. And as we were talking about it today, they said they had made up their mind that even if the job sucked, they were excited anyway because they really wanted to learn how to bake and decorate cakes. They were willing to put up with the crappy parts because they wanted to gain the skills that could lead to something better. They were willing to pay their dues. Another example of doing something that may not be our passion but feeds our why comes from an interview I read with the director Kevin Smith. He was talking about how his dad had worked at the post office for 23 years and he didn't much care for his career, but he did it because. His why was that he wanted to have a family and hang out with his wife and kids. He didn't care what anyone thought about his job. He had his dream of being a father and a husband, and the post office was just a means to an end. It was the price he was willing to pay for his dream. Now, no matter what your why is, it should be internally motivated. If your motivation is to receive praise or to have prestige of having a certain position, or to do a job you hate just for the money— then your why is going to be really hard to support because it's outside of your control. Praise, rewards, recognition, bonuses, these are all externals. And if you are externally motivated, then you don't have control. You're at the mercy of others. Now, the reason we get stuck on external motivators is that we're brought up this way. We get praise when we behave or when we get good grades or we score a goal or we do well at whatever task we're doing. But when we're only willing to do something for praise, we're only doing something that other people want us to do. If we only do things as long as there's some recognition or reward, then we don't push through the hard or the boring parts that might lead us to really improve and master our skills. It also means that we may tolerate the really shitty parts of the job rather than learning how to enjoy the slog. Now, when we are internally motivated, when we have our why, then we will do whatever it takes to reach our goals to master our skills. Anything that gets thrown at us is just another challenge for us to test our mettle and to get stronger. We will put up with the shitty parts of the job because they serve our greater goal. We want it because it's important to us, not someone else. Don't give your life and time away living for someone else's dream. Find your why and own it. Owning your why gets you through the slog. When I first started this podcast, I really didn't know what my why was i wanted to learn about stoicism and i wanted to figure out how to make a podcast i hoped that learning about stoicism would help me to grow into the person i want to be and that making the podcast would just teach me the skills to create something interesting and as i've worked on this i've figured out my why for creating this podcast and for creating a community around it is simply this my why is to reduce suffering in the world and to help people live their best lives through learning and applying stoic principles And owning this why is what helps me through the slog. When I sit down to work on an episode for this podcast, it's always challenging. I'll have an idea in my head of what I want to express, and sometimes I feel like I have to push hard to get things going. Sometimes I'll hit that flow where my mind is clear and my fingers fly across the keyboard. And sometimes I can tell I'm on the edge of something good, but finding the right words and phrases to bring the idea from my head to the page so I can share it is like slogging through a Spartan race course. But I keep pushing because I can feel that there's there's that gold at the end of the slog. And I'll push through that slog because I know if I keep pushing through that resistance, and that if I put word next to word, in the end I'll have created something of value. Now some episodes turn out great, others are just so-so. But no matter what, it's always worth it. Now sometimes we get frustrated or struggle with our work. We complain about the things we don't like, which can make it really easy to focus on the less desirable parts of work. This can color our entire view of the situation, and it rarely leads to a solution, and ends up making us feel even worse. But we can offset this with constructive complaining, or just venting, getting out the things that you're struggling with. If you're complaining but have no desire to do anything about it, just be honest about it, but recognize that when you complain and take no action, you are not controlling the things you can, you are allowing yourself to become a victim. If you are letting off steam and you are paying attention to what really bothers you, then you can take those issues and figure out how to fix them. Look at the challenging parts of your job, not as impediments to your work, but as obstacles to learn from, to grow your skills, and to master the challenging parts. Whatever it is that you do for work, find your why. Maybe it's providing for your family or to learn a skill. Maybe it's because you believe in the mission of what you're doing. Whatever it is, figure out what that is So that when you hit the slog, when a new challenge comes along, or you're stuck in the boring part of your work, you won't slack, you won't complain, but you'll be the master of yourself and your work. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.